0: Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to DreamWork. I am Colin Delaney. In a moment, I will be joined by my tag team partner, Cheech. We are the tag team of 2Infinity and Beyond. I think at this point, you guys already know. Uh, We're a tag team, and we're talking about tag teams. And this week, we go left field on you. Uh, The first four episodes of this were... uh, four of the most accomplished tag teams in pro wrestling history. And this week, the uh, accomplishment section is uh, quite bare, actually. Uh, You probably read it when you clicked it. That's right, we are talking about Kai and Tai. Uh, This is the first episode where we will discuss a tag team where I have actually teamed with one of the members. So that's cool. Back in 2008, I teamed with Funaki on SmackDown still to this day when i see him he calls me his partner so i mean hey let's jump right into it today we're talking about my partner fu and his partner takamichinoku that's right y'all let's get into kai and tai
1: what's up buddy me hey. i got you loud and clear bro yeah
0: yeah 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 all right how is quarantine treating you
1: uh it's still there it's still a.
0: <laughs> are we still at uh what what cheech hair level are we at today
1: um i'm at the point where technically i would need a haircut wow well i think you've been at <laughs> would need a haircut point man yeah but it's like official official like it's around my ears and stuff and i'm like wow i legitimately would need a haircut <laughs> I'm
0: uh I'm approaching late eighties early nineties teed heartthrob.
1: Are you getting like uh like the sweet uh like almost mulody cowlick in the back? Because there's just so much going on. Oh yeah, it's it's got
0: I got a flip. <laughs> I got a I got a almost uh like uh I don't know blue blazer like flip out of the back of the mask look. Yep, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's what I'm rocking now. So it's treating me well actually. I'm thinking about keeping it forever.
1: Oh no, I'm 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 just looking. I don't know, like a woodsman. <laughs> Perfect.
0: Uh, all right, you ready to talk about Kai and Tai?
1: I'm ready. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel say, like say. Should I say my answer is indeed? Yeah.
0: Go. Uh, I'll make sure not to use it in the intro. And by that, I mean, I'll probably definitely use it in the intro.
1: Oh, how could you not? It's so good.
0: (laughs) Uh, So uh, I'll start with my preliminary thoughts. I think this week I am 180 180 degrees from last week.
1: Oh, really?
0: Last week I went in thinking I was going to hate it and I came out enjoying it a lot more than i did this week i think i'm almost the complete opposite side of the scale i went in thinking oh this will be a lot of fun and i came out going oh, that was kind of a chore
1: well that's what you get we wanted to throw a curveball and tie and tie it was so i, I think it's <laughs> great because we went from probably the biggest team of the monday nights to probably the smallest team on monday nights
0: yeah uh no joke um what were your preliminary thoughts going in? Did you have some? Uh...
1: It was exactly what I thought it was because obviously like I was a fan of the team. So like I knew what I was getting in for. I I'm wondering, I'm excited to hear what, what your disappointments were. Cause I bet you they were things that I kind of already knew. Okay. Okay. Uh, the first part of the show where we discussed the
0: accomplishments of this team uh are tough <laughs> <laughs> uh it's gonna be more uh we're gonna get some accomplishments we're also gonna uh, i'm gonna throw a little backstory in uh where i can here um so they were this is the first team that we have discussed that is was never a pwi tag team of the year
1: well there can only be one a year so i mean we're gonna run out of those quickly but yes i i know what you're saying <laughs> For sure. I also don't believe
0: that they were on the top 100 teams of the PWI era list. I don't think they made the cut on that either. I can I can that that I can concur that sounds about right. So as a team, no tag team accomplishments, no titles, no uh no awards, no slammies. Uh CBS Sports never gave them an award. <clears throat> uh solo though. Uh, Funaki is a one-time cruiserweight champ and a one-time hardcore champ, and Taka is a one-time light heavyweight champ, first light heavyweight title tournament winner.
1: See? Now, as a team, they've held both titles. That's, that's quite an accomplishment. Uh, Funaki peaked at 103
0: in the PWI 500 in 2001, and Taka reached number 22 in the 500 in 1998. Say See? See? Uh, did you know this? Kayentai was Japan's first modern corporation, an auxiliary naval force. That is where the name comes from.
1: Nope. Had no clue. I just <laughs> I just knew about it from Michinoku Pro and their sweet 10 man tags and stuff. And I was like, and I knew one of them just, one of them was named Taka Michinoku, despite the promotion being called Michinoku Pro. But then you learn that's like a province and a region. So it's whatever.
0: So, uh, yes, Kayentai. The, they got their name from what is Japan's first modern corporation, which is an auxiliary naval force. Uh, the first three members of Kyan were actually Togo, Teo, and Shiru. Yep. Cool Taka and Funaki, Taka and Funaki were teaming as the Dream Chasers, and then joined up with Kyan
1: Yes, the Dream Chasers, which yes, uh, <laughs> I obviously uh, we'll get into it, but like their famous corner spot, me and Cloudy may have put our own little stank on it, and you would have learned the name Dream Chasers by Mike Quackenbush always calling us out for it on commentary. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, the Dream Man, it was great. And as I was saying, uh, Shiru later became Kaz Hayashi. So anybody want to know that.
0: Right, so uh, the original three members, the Tai was originally Dick Togo, or uh, his name was like Suya or something at the time. Uh, Terry Boy, who became Men's Teo, and Shiru, who becomes Ka- Kaz Hayashi. Yes. Uh, they were the original three. Taka and Funaki then joined. Taka got his name from his trainer, the great Sasuke, who used to go by the name Masa Michinoku. Yep. Funaki was trained by Fujiwara as a shoot-style wrestler. Yes,
1: get into it. Get into it.
0: And uh, went from the Fujiwara promotion to what was then known as Battle Arts before he decided that the Lucha style was more up his alley and moved over to the uh, Michinoku Pro.
1: I'm just happy we finally got to talk about Fujiwara Gumi and battle arts, cause <laughs> I love them. But yeah, that's the thing. Uh, it's it's funny. I found myself kind of trying to draw comparisons, but like like Taka, the high flyer, quote unquote. And then and then you'd think Michinoku probably think all these guys flying, and you think Kai and, and you think Funaki. and you're like, no, he's the ground and pound guy, and I loved him for it. <laughs> Correct. Uh,
0: So the only other thing I have for the accomplishments is that Taka and Dick Togo were actually one-time IWGP junior tag champs together. So uh, incarnation of Kai and Tai was IWGP junior tag champs, although they were not called Kai and Tai at the time.
1: Yeah, I think that was Far East Connection.
0: So, what matches did you watch,
1: Cheech? Well... As we've discussed, I do love a good, like, B-show, C-show TV match. And Monsoon Classic, like, okay, we've been kind of playing this game, or at least I have. I don't know about you. When we're researching, like, how you look, do you look by their team name? Do you look by them by individual names together? So I was first looking at Funaki and found some stuff. And then all of a sudden I put Kai and tie in and hit the monsoon classic jackpot of Sunday night heats, uh, metals, shotguns, jacks, uh, raws. I loved it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah. Did you go back
1: into any, did you get any dream chasers in your life? Uh, here's the thing. I know they're the dream chasers. I know they were known as the dream chasers, but I don't think I've ever seen a match where they were announced as the Dream Chasers. Uh so well first of all what what let's let's get
0: some examples. Who'd you watch? What would you what'd you dig into here?
1: Okay. Well um I, I went through the whole gamut. Uh there was uh I, I must, it was early X Factor of X Pac and Just Incredible. There was a crash yes. Molly Holly there was uh there was uh, a three-way with too cool and low down uh there was uh kazarian and sakoda uh i had to watch them versus brothers of destruction and i knew i was like i think that happened then i looked and there it was i was like yep <laughs> um uh, K quick sa rios jerry lynn raven uh the Hardys, um uh china and eddie and then i did get into some japanese stuff like i have like a. One with versus Shiru and Teo, uh, one year, what is it, Shooter and Nakagawa. And then, like, I had seen previous stuff that I have on VHS, but I obviously wasn't able to dig into those.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I also watched the Teo Shiru match. That is Dream Chasers because Teo and Shiru would have been Kai and Tai at the time. And if you watch all the way to the end, they, they, uh, the Dream Chasers poo-poo the handshake on the end of it.
1: Yeah, they do a little angle at the end. But that's the thing. Like, but, but I always just knew them as Taka and Funaki. I knew they were called the Dream Chasers, but I was like, for all I know, maybe they introduced them as the Dream Chasers, and I never noticed. But yeah, I, I never felt like I saw a specific Dream Chasers match, but I've seen Taka and Funaki wrestle together in Japan. So I
0: watched that one. Uh, I watched them against Shooter and Nakagawa. I watched them against Tiger Mask and Ichiro. Uh, I watched them against the Hardys. I watched the a wacky uh, one against Christian and Jeff Hardy from a SmackDown, which was randomly fun. I did watch Kane and Taker, Lowdown, X-Pac Incredible, Edge and Christian, Right to Censor, s a. Rios and k Quick, s a. Rios and Stevie Richards. Uh, so that's pretty much it. I did see some of those other ones, but by the time I got all the way through these,
1: I was like, I don't know how many more of these I can do. See, but you have to admit, even if it's bad, they're in such small dosages. Like, were any of the matches over 10 minutes? No, no, no. God, no. not With the
0: exception of the Japanese matches. <laughs> I was going
1: to say, with the exception of the Japanese matches. Uh,
0: and even those, I mean, <laughs> weren't too far from 10. Yeah, no. 10, 12. Um, so from the beginning... Uh, a couple things. Oh, I did throw in a six-man tag. Just I know I wasn't supposed to, but I was like, you know what? I need a palate cleanser. I'm watching them against Liger, Hamada, and Naniwa. I'm doing uh, it.
1: I, I know. With Togo. Trust me, I wanted to dig into some of those ten-mans and eight bands and six bands, but I didn't.
0: So uh right off the bat, the first match I watched was Teo and Shiru. Okay. Uh and what I noticed uh I forgot that they I mean Michinoku Pro is probably the first Japanese that promo- really was like the tags. You know what I'm, okay you know what I'm saying? Like they are just in and outs, they don't care. One guy has come in, it doesn't matter. I did right off the bat, even before really looking up anything about Funaki, I wrote down Funaki Funaki really relies on submissions here
1: exactly that's why i liked them. but
0: and then the back go, see? the back half of that match is a lot a lot of fun
1: exactly uh that's the thing i also in my notes i go uh like if you see like the open is somewhat of an open and then a bunch of them going for leg locks it's all leg lock leg lock leg lock and then it's spinning toe hold, and then there's a dive fake and i was like wow that's kind of cool and it's weird because you know you assume oh, Michinoku Pro, they're just going to be flying everywhere. It's like they do, but they definitely set it up with a long segments of wrestling. P.S., I love that leg lock, leg lock, leg lock spot. I loved it. Right? I knew you would. <laughs> uh, I,
0: that is not something I, I would or should like, but especially right in the beginning, I think uh, Funaki goes to put one on teo and teo takes it right back on him almost in like one movement and i was like oh
1: shit yeah that's the thing you once again you assume Michinoku pro they're all these high flyers but all but once again it's the japanese system like once you go through you're gonna learn how to wrestle wrestle first and then oh if you can fly we'll let you but for the most part they're gonna start off on the ground
0: i i also noted in these early matches that the corner combo was a staple it's like, it's the big pop in all their matches.
1: Right. I saw the one. I go, the corner spot is over.
0: And I uh, I can't believe they stopped. Like, they didn't transfer that
1: one over to WWE. Right. Uh, I thought the same thing because I was like, okay, I was going to ask you. Did, did you see it ever in any of the WWE matches? No, not once. Okay. Yeah, me either. I suspect. Uh, oh, we'll get into the the Fed run and my thought on the politics that they placed on those little guys. I think they didn't want Taka like so easily springboarding into the knee part. I don't know because they let him springboard for other stuff. I don't know. I just felt like they handcuffed him a little more than necessary. And it was always. Uh, I was
0: always super impressed by. Taka is springboarding as that suplex is going over. There is like yep. some crazy timing on that thing.
1: Yep. Yep. Cause he'll float. That was the one thing. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll throw this comparison out now early. Uh, as I was watching, it struck me that Taka in a way is kind of like an early Kota Ibushi in that like he can wrestle and he can stretch you and do strikes surprisingly, but it's like, Oh yeah. He just so happens to be really good at springboards and flying and backflips and stuff. So he's going to do a bunch of that too. That just happens to be the icing on the cake. almost.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll get into it in some of these later ones, because in the, uh, in his, uh, fed run with Funaki, some of my favorite things are when he gets to do an open with another light heavyweight type wrestler. Yeah. Those are, they're the best. Um, so back to Japan. Uh, I also got—they both had one big bump. Uh, Funaki's was a fisherman's buster, and Takas was a michinoku driver.
1: <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have tons of big moves. They were really good at all the lead up to it and the dives and all the little moves. But yeah, it was—it was great. Oh, I do have in my notes, okay, uh, I didn't get to the Japan stuff until a little bit later in my watching, but I do have this as an odd comparison. Funaki is the anvil to Taka's hitman. A hundred thousand percent. Right? Yeah. like Especially in the WWE, because you could totally tell by the way it was that like they protected Taka and were like, okay, we really like this team. We really like this one guy, and we got this other guy that's just going to help and ground everything. Yeah. Uh,
0: and and if the, it came down to it, and like the end of the match needs some like substance, Taka's getting tagged in oh, 10 out of 10 times.
1: Exactly. He was totally the hitman when they were like, all right, this is our guy. We're going to let him chill here in this team for a while. And I was like, and I was just like, man, uh, Taka should have gotten more. I mean, hey, here's the thing. Looking back, they had a hell of a run, but I was like, they could have gotten a little more, I think. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, I wrote this uh, early when I was I, when I did dig into six-man tags. Um, so I know that, like, uh, Kai and Tai didn't, like, invent the dive spot that came from Mexico, but they mm-hmm. would have been, like, the first
1: ones doing it in Japan, right? I think when the Luchadores went over there, they brought it okay first and then i think uh, and then on the the
0: on the other hand or on the other part did the michinoku pro guys invent the waterfall spot
1: um i don't know i'm i'm not that smart um but it's they're definitely early adopters if not forefathers almost
0: right i mean 1996 i can't remember you know those michinoku pro 10 mans and eight mans are really the first time i saw what is now known in modern day as the waterfall spot
1: yeah where one guy in hits and move another guy in hits some move another guy in and boom, boom 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 series series series
0: yeah i don't think it was done before yeah. them
1: really uh they definitely were the best at it earlier Yes,
0: yeah. If someone else is doing it, uh, they weren't doing it like that.
1: Yeah, no.
0: So then we get into their their WWF stuff. Yes. Um, I, so their their corner spot, they nixed, but they adopted the Kyentai DX Boston Crab Camel Clutch Dropkick spot.
1: Okay, but it... It eventually changed to just drop toehold and he put him in. Once again, small man politics. They didn't like Taka giving people spine busters.
0: Correct. But that's totally uh, a Kayantai spot. That's totally a Teo Togo spot. That's not a, exactly. a, that's not a Dream Chaser spot.
1: I know. I watched it and go, I will go, hmm, maybe they changed it because like Teo was like, hey. Don't do that. <laughs> hey, I'm still out here in
0: Japan doing that spot. Yeah, uh, yeah I there was a uh, early on they wrestled the Hardys. They wrestled the Hardy Boys on that uh, the Owen Hart tribute show.
1: Yep, that's the one. I saw that one. And then I saw the one where it was the Hardys suddenly with, uh, with Michael P.S. Hayes. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But I just thought it was like that match with the Hardys on the Owen Hart Show is one of the first Taka and Funaki on TV matches, just the two of them.
1: Yeah, no, it was definitely early, and even in the Hardys, that what they were still in the plaid uh, tights, right? Uh, no, no, no. They're I think they were with Hayes. No, well, maybe they weren't. Well, there was two of them. There was one where they're in the plaid, and there was one with their Hayes, and obviously they got the new, the, they got their new get-up, their their Hot Topic gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: uh but even like in these matches like the jeff hardy christian match uh, but uh, i definitely always noted that when uh when taka had one of those guys that he worked with in like the light heavyweight stuff like christian or like S.A. rios they would always do a dope open
1: oh yeah yeah because uh, but if you noticed if it wasn't it was uh I was trying to keep track, but I I lost track. It was usually Funaki did the Open, the first one.
0: Yes, yeah, unless you had once again, unless you had like a Christian or an S.A. Rios or like, but even with, uh, I'm pretty sure even with X-Pac Incredible, I think Funaki started that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, like I did feel like there was definitely, well, obviously since one was they saw as a bigger star, like obviously Taco was going to be like the hot tag, but he was also usually like the second Open he didn't get beat up, he just stayed and then was house of fire at the end.
0: Can I ask if you saw them
1: win? uh yes, uh there was a win in there wait i think one. <laughs> I think there was just one <laughs>
0: uh i i I pulled up their cage match to to so I could like get a uh you know a good view of where i'm what I'm looking for and at the end, I watched a match of them against the Good Father and Bull Buchanan just because they won that match just so I could see them win one time
1: I'm trying looking through my list I'm like, which one did they win and I think uh oh no wait, okay, no, I think there's two wins I saw. They definitely beat um Kazarian and Sakota, like literally oh, my notes yeah. for that match easy peasy <clears throat> the other one i saw which and i put here fun finish uh then versus mean street posse on smackdown oh, which man, I... three on two for no reason i didn't even realize it and i was just like <laughs> wait a minute. the posse gets all three guys <laughs> i almost watched
0: both of those matches but i did not by the end i was like i just need to see them win somewhere so i saw that they beat right to center and it's like a uh like a fuck finish basically. So I was I was mad. I was like, come on.
1: But yeah, um the the posse match was actually kind of fun because like all they had were like big moves. So it was like they get in there, hit a big move, the other guy gets in there. They hit like a the back body drop guy into like a power bomb, but like Funaki just was so light, fed so easy, it looked amazing. And then the other one came in, hit the gas mask, but then it gets broken up and then uh it was what was it? Uh, oh, it was a, he slip slams, turns around, gets missile drop kicked into the roll up one two three, and I was like, oh, it was it was fun. It was a very fun match. Seems all right. Uh, uh but I couldn't believe he that. Was. Like here, wait, I got a question. Because in that match, they were the small underdog baby faces. In most of the matches I watched, they're playing heels. Is that how you saw it? Uh, sometimes, but even when they were baby faces, by the way,
0: as baby faces they had great fire when they would get like hot offense in the beginning. Oh yeah! Holy smokes. They did that jump up and down thing. It was awesome. I was
1: going to say, and it, the jump up and down looked identical. Like I remember watching, I was like, did I watch this match already? Cause it looks identical. <laughs> yeah. But I just like, even teams
0: that I thought I was like, Oh, this is probably going to be a win like SA Rios they wrestled SA Rios and K Quick and I watched them wrestle SA Rios and Stevie Richards when Stevie Richards was doing the gimmick where he would just impersonate the other person
1: Okay yep yep
0: they lose to both of those teams
1: Yeah uh like I said uh in 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 almost all the like yeah I the match would start off and I'd be like oh this looks like a situation you do the math they might win no nope. No, no. Right, like wrestling lowdown. There was like a, a random a couple
0: random lowdown matches and they lose them all. I don't remember lowdown ever winning.
1: Yeah. But you were loving lowdown, weren't you? Oh, I
0: was every time. Yeah. I'll I'll watch Lowdown every day if I have to, if you're giving me the option. Okay. All
1: right, then here, let's get into my uh my hidden gem. Okay. I haven't mentioned the team yet that they had a hidden gem with. I don't know if you've seen it. If you didn't, people the world listeners hunt this down Kai and Tai versus head cheese on metal is awesome really i don't want to build it up too much okay. but like like okay because here's the thing and i okay you have a, an interesting perspective on this i never wrestled the guy judging from afar when he was feeling it Al Snow could go and wouldn't rely on like what I liked about this match was you could tell that they were not doing anything like they did all the time
0: sure, Uh, I would probably agree so I I have wrestled Al Snow, this is actually (laughs) the first uh, this is the first team we've spoken about that I have worked with one of the members Uh, I teamed with Funaki one time you guys Myself, Funaki, uh Nunzio, and a man by the name of Dave Batista <laughs> took on Chavo Guerrero, Edge, Hawkins, and Ryder on SmackDown one time. So I do know very well what Funaki brings to a tag team match. Um, but yes, I did I did wrestle Al Snow one time, but before wrestling Al Snow and hating wrestling Al Snow. I did always enjoy watching Al Snow. Growing up, he was one of my favorites to
1: watch. Yeah, in this match, because I'm listening to the commentators, you could tell I guess it's like when Head Cheese first started and he was going back to more like he wanted to show that he also could do like Blackman stuff. So his open with Funaki is doing like judo throws and like and like strikes. And of course, Funaki, the little shooter he is, is there for all of it. And so he looks great right off the rip. He makes, there's some great dive spot with Taka. Like it's
0: hella impressive. I'll make sure to stalk down this match and get the, uh, get the link on the Twitter for everybody to to go check out. I'm also going to go check it out.
1: Yeah, that was, that one totally caught me, caught me off guard, but I was like, wow, that match was hella fun. Uh,
0: And the one last thing I wanted to discuss it. So it's kind of hard to believe they never got a real push when they were doing the dubbed over voice thing
1: yeah all the matches i watched where they lost they always had a, that opening interview segment and it was fun because they would play with how long they'd wait before they'd actually say something so it'd be funny that you know funagi would only say indeed but we be talking for like a minute <laughs>
0: Well, not only was it fun, but they sh- keep showing crowd reactions where the crowds are loving it and kind of going nuts for it.
1: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, literally every match had that open. So, obviously, they liked that. They wouldn't have them do it every single time if they didn't like it. Right.
0: So, I'm just uh, – it, it, it is a bit surprising that they never got, like, you know, a, a decent push off of it. I mean, we just discussed. I, I barely saw them
1: win a single match exactly they'd come out they'd get over they'd get their pop and then they'd go loose
0: yeah it 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 just after watching it over and over again and watching how over they were by the way the match where they wrestled right to censor it's like a two-minute match uh they it's in denver they come out with denver broncos flags in john elway jerseys
1: and well okay i was gonna say we got to give a little credits right to censor because they were over as heck being hated, but okay, that definitely that definitely that's that definitely won it in my favor that okay they weren't just a part of the pop, they contributed to the pop. Yeah, for sure. It's uh yeah it
0: just it shocked me a bit. Alright. Cheech, what made Kayantai so great go
1: They could make everybody look good. Yeah. Like they were they were so small that they can get killed, but they were good enough workers that when they had to beat someone up, it wasn't unbelievable. They knew how to, you know what I mean they weren't body slaying people. They were hitting fast and hitting quick and hitting a lot, and it worked. And they were really good about always using the ref when they do that dropkick to the face spot. So like, they played their roles impeccably.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, agreed and if you kind of watch them from the beginning and once again once you dig into like the the full kai and, tai and the full the full view of it they are kind of innovators in a, a a much more well-known style that is seen much more today than it was back in 96 when they started doing it
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I was kind of thinking about that because I was like, all right, it went the Michinoku Pro guys, and the next one was like the Dragon Gate guys, and that's the one that everybody followed. So, yeah, they're definitely pioneers. For sure. But, okay, my question as far as their greatness, because I think as far as an underneath undercard tag team, they had a great run. Do you think they would have had a greater run if they didn't go to the de- or if they didn't stay as long or if they didn't go as- at all
0: to do you, are you asking if i think they would have had a better run if they just stayed japanese
1: yeah like i feel like um like you kind of think like oh man imagine what they could have done like if taco was on his own blah, blah, blah. i'm like thinking as a team it's not a bad career to be like oh we got hot in japan we went to WWE. We had runs here and there, but we were just like the underneath team that made everyone look good for a few years. Yeah, you know I mean, I I don't want to like downplay that as being like, oh man, we uh, what we wish we could have got from them. I was like, I don't think they had a bad what they did get.
0: Yeah, I I feel like I left it uh, just kind of wondering what we could have gotten if they really did get a chance in some of these opportunities that were like three minutes, you know, uh that's kind of how I felt. Like if, if they ever got some real stock put behind them, what we kind of could have gotten.
1: Yeah. Like uh, one of the other episodes we mentioned that, like what time, what, what, what length of matches best for them. I feel like they were really good at like six to eight, but they were constantly stuck in three to four. Right. That, that's what
0: I'm saying. Like when you got a, when I clicked on a clip and it was like, seven or eight minutes i was like oh okay here we go you know because then we get they because they could provide all the things we needed in those matches they could they would do a nice little shine they could have a nice little opening uh run in a match and then they they could both take great heat they both had a good comeback they could both as we saw in the japanese stuff and then into their WWE stuff they could run some really fun finishing stuff
1: and uh they were also good bases which is why like i i put like oh how progressive that you know molly holly got to wrestle him and china got to wrestle him but it was like because they were good enough that even though they were smaller technically they could take a head scissors they could make they could take lita's rana off the 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 ringside steps and not kill her and everyone be fine like they were just good mechanics almost which is weird because they're foreign like, obviously, there had to be somewhat of a language barrier at some point in the game, but they were always like, you never saw it in their matches. Their matches always seemed seamless. Yeah, no, uh,
0: you you're you're right. Uh, I agree. Once again, I just feel like most matches we were getting are three to four. I wanted at least six to eight out of a lot of these, like with Edge and Christian, and with the Hardys, and you know, like they. I feel like there's meat on the bone. There there's always meat on the bone that I just wanted more of.
1: Well, this brings me to another question I had, then, that I want your opinion on. How uh, how great do you, th- or how much better do you think their body of work would be if they came around now and were an NXT? Uh,
0: I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, that can, that can kind of lead into uh, how we would wrestle them. Because I think we go, like, we do it all with them. We like they they would lend themselves perfectly to the type of match that we wrestle. I would do a uh, a hot open with Taka where he's like crazy and flies all over the place. You and Funaki would wrestle and grapple all over the mat. Uh, either way the match runs, I think uh, getting to that that back half with a a fun little dive sequence into some waterfall bang boom bangs your move my move your move my move uh could be a lot of fun
1: yes which brings which is why i say if they could if we could wrestle them like a normal modern day tag team i think they could do great in normal modern day tag wrestling and you're 100 right obviously i would get in there and i'd roll around with funaki because we're shooters You know it, and then you and Taka can fly around, and you can be like, hey, Taka, I kind of do your dive. Not as good as you, but I still do it, so how about we do the thing where I do it, but I can't do it, and then you do it way better. That's how I usually do it. Man, that's why I do that dive. I call
0: it the Taka dive every time I do it, but watching him do it makes me embarrassed sometimes
1: how mine looks because woof is his pretty. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was suddenly like, "Oh my gosh, he was like an early Ibushi in that." Like, oh, just it just looks so easy to him. Yeah, looks looks
0: effortless taking uh, taking big stuff, the, you know, hitting the mat hard, uh, getting knocked out of the ring, uh, Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Taka's famous for that. But anytime he would get pitched through the middle, even you were like, "Oh man."
1: Yeah, him and Funagi both looked like they were getting killed because they were so much smaller. But it was also because they were so skilled at making it look that way. Agreed. Very, very true. All right. Well,
0: that was something. we <laughs> that, that was a, a whole different exercise, I think,
1: Cheech. I enjoyed it. I liked the curveball.
0: All right. Uh, uh, and, and this came about because we talked about doing something international. We're trying to switch it up every week. So we cover kind of all, uh, all areas of wrestling, all promotions, all, uh, styles. Um, I feel like we're, we've been putting off the independent tag team thing, but I feel like we're about to hit that, uh, hit that wall soon here.
1: Yeah, which I think's going to be odd when it's like, oh, it's suddenly going to hit a lot close to home all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Uh we'll discuss uh it's I think it's either that, it's either that or an impact team coming our way because that's uh those would probably be the two that we really haven't haven't dove into yet.
1: Yeah, no, I'm glad we got to hit up Japan, and I mean, yes, them being in WWE definitely helped as far as getting footage, but I still consider them somewhat of a, an import for us. Yes,
0: and uh, but keep sending in your suggestions who you want to hear. We had a we had a Harlem Heat, which we did discuss doing Harlem Heat at one point, so Harlem Heat's definitely on the docket. I heard uh, there was a request for Eliminators, which I... <laughs> Eliminators I was- are a weird one. I was surprised as well. <laughs> uh it's that de- both teams will definitely be gotten to. Uh so yeah. Until next week. Uh we are to infinity beyond and we are evil. Indeed. <laughs>